This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, great to see you again. It's been a long time. It's been a long time indeed. Yes, so you well, let let you lead off. How are things in sunny times? Did you oh, have a good well. time? Yeah. Do you know what? The, my problems were far away. I I did manage to watch the West Brom game. I found uh, Leonardo's Sports Bar in Tenerife to watch. <laughs> I um, love it. I was the only Ipswich fan in there. There were two West Brom fans, one in one in a shirt, which I think football shirt on a, on an away trip is a bit of a cliche. But yeah, so I'm, I was keeping mm. myself very low key. Um, mm. But yeah, um, but I'm, yeah, really enjoyable. Blue skies, mm. sunny. Um, I can't mm. ask for more. Um, mm. And I've come back and it's cold and windy and wet. And, <laughs> and we're, yeah, things are not going as well as perhaps we'd hoped. I was, I was about to say, you you didn't miss much here, let's just say. <laughs> no, I was thinking maybe I should stay out there. But anyway, uh, how are you mm. doing, Harry? Are you all right? Oh, very good. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, I have one moment of the week, which I will come back to at the end of the show, if that's okay, okay which is a, a very amusing non-Ipswich anecdote from the world from which I originate. It's, uh, okay, it's, it's a, Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one up for near the end. But no, it's been it's been interesting just following following events, really. And, you know, it was obviously Bristol City, the great big milestone in, in the mid or millstone in the middle of the week really yeah, yeah. well uh, a quick one um firstly thanks to ben for stepping in last week well stepping back into mm. um, his shoes as preview host from last season um i trust that he, he looked after you and uh, it wasn't too stressful without me safe hands I love to hear that we're the highbrow part of the Blue Monday package. <laughs> Indeed, really. I take great credit yeah. from that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the question that somebody asked him about, um, you know, sort of, or, or, or discussing the possible insurrection that we might have against him. And I was just thinking, no, the guy needs a medal for keeping us all under control. I absolutely believe that. For I mean, Perry, what's that game that you play where you're always you're, you're smashing them down, smashing these little whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. Yes. I, th- I think that's what we're like. 
week. Yeah. He's on top of everything, is Captain Ben. So thank you uh, again, Ben. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, well, let's um, let's bring some highbrow quality, insightful assessment to yeah. um, Bristol City then in a bit later, Nottingham Forest. Um, Bristol City, Harry, what, what a kick in the what's it's that was, eh? After, you know, Preston and Reading, I think we're unfortunate, weren't we? And uh, there was an argument for a win out of those two matches being um, a fair outcome. Um, mm. West Brom, not great, um, <coughs> particularly first half. Yeah. And last night was just a really poor, turgid game, wasn't it? And mm. the, but scored first, um, <laughs> conceded straight away. Um, and then got back in front. And then from then on, it really didn't go well for us, did it? No. And such an important game too. Yeah, it was, it, it was, I, I watched it on iFollow at home, but I had, I, what I always like to do, I was able to listen to the radio Bristol commentary being based over in the West Country. Because sure. yeah. you, you often get the little quiet asides that they'll say just in the, you know, passing thoughts really, just to get get their sense of what we were like. Um, you know, we were. This is a Bristol City perspective. We were poor, and Ipswich were even worse than that. Yeah. Um, and they talked as well about the fact that our. They talked in a very matter of fact way about our fragility after falling behind. And um, we were playing within ourselves, and we were too deep. The striker getting isolated. And there was one absolute killer comment. I think it was a Keith Milne said it. He was one of the. He was the. He was there. McMillan. Oh, boss yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's there. Uh, he he goes. A lot, he was always, and they were at the game because you could hear that that wonderful fire alarm thing going off in the background. <laughs> we were chatting. They would ever stop doing. I know they have to do it once, but you don't need to do it twice anyway. Um, but the the killer comment they made was this was when we were three two down. One of them just uh, Ian Mills or Keith Mills said. Um, uh, Ipswich aren't happy committing men forward. And I just kind of, my heart sank when I heard that. It really did. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen this a few times as well, the the, the Jackson substitution partway through the second mm. half. Yeah. Um, when Roberts has kind of run himself into the ground. And it just doesn't work, does it? We 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 no. suddenly have no threat and it's it's aimless punts up the pitch, hoping that he can get in, in between yeah. their centre-backs or try and make something happen running yeah. in over the top. And, the goal just wasn't going to happen, wasn't it? And again, we get back to so this is going to end up being a run. I've only, you know, we've only just started. But our set pieces as well, Harry. What more's the story here? Because how often do we get a set piece and either delivery <laughs> is poor or delivery is poor and the opposition break right. up the other end and have a better chance to score? <laughs> have you ever seen? There's a question no. somewhere, and I will find it. We'll. Come back to, to that. Yeah. To be on. fair, to be fair, West Brom are, can, are, are in their latest model. Ben and I chatted about it last week. They've morphed from a kind of sort of a patient playing game to doing teams on the counter, and so they were they were set up for it. You could almost see them wanting to kick the ball out for a corner kick just to draw us all up the field, so that they could then they could unleash their quartet. But um, but again, against Bristol, who really aren't set piece specialists, you could see us getting being left vulnerable. We were there was just that lack of shape. You know, and you could even argue with the, from the 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 goal they scored immediately, their second equaliser, that came from a goal kick is technically a set piece, even though it may not feel like it. Um, where I, in in the sense that everybody is in shape, everybody needs to be organised. I mean, Ben was moaning, bewailing it even. I would say, in the um, in his I've just witnessed match report. Well, really good watch, really really good watch. Um, he said, you know, we didn't even have the positional discipline. They kicked off, went straight down the right, put the ball in the middle and a cushioned volley into the net. Um, you just go, ah, oh, you know, it's, um, 
Oh, we're a proper house of cards. We really are. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. We're, so I, we did the usual ask for questions. We had quite a lot of those. Also some crumbs of comfort because I think yeah. there needs to be a kind of a collective group hug. I think we tried to do this a few yeah. weeks back, didn't we? Um, yeah. So we've got a few crumbs of comfort. I just wanted to pause <coughs> quickly. Um, yeah. A question from Stephen, our friend Stephen Moore. Um, what the hell happened to Bart? Um, he always had the odd Rick in his game. But yesterday was catastrophic. Um, and Steve's kind of cited um, some of the, the coaches that have been and gone. But what's the situation with Bart? I mean, the first goal, um, the uh, Ipswich Town Bible Twitter account put a looping video together of him flapping that ball into the net for the first one. It's just a shocker. What's mm. going on there, Harry? I, I don't know. Bart has always been... To me, we said this before, he's always been a confidence player. That's the one thing I would say. And I feel that, that he's had the stuffing knocked out of him. Um, I wrote down in one of my notes when I was watching because it's hard not to start getting flashes of anger when you look at the way things have unraveled this season. And it, sometimes you feel it towards Evans, sometimes you feel it towards Hurst. Um, and to be fair, on the Bart one, on Bart's loss of confidence and his loss of form, that, you know, if anybody couldn't, couldn't have, could have mismanaged um, uh, Bart worse. I'd love to meet them than mm. than Hurst did. He really yeah. did. I mean, it, you know, his confidence was destroyed. We didn't have a proper goalkeeping coach, and then, you know, the, the way he dropped him. We don't know what the training regime was like. They're all, you know, it just it just seems, you know, chopping and changing the defence in front of him all the time. It yep. just, you, you know, you, you just, you know, checklist. How, you know, you know, how to ruin a player. Yes. And so that's why I will. This will come up in, in, in between now over the weeks until we get reinforcements in. I'm cutting a lot of the players a huge amount of slack. They didn't create this situation. I really feel this. It's it's a lot of it doesn't come down to them. They we know that there's a lack of quality. We know that there's a lack of confidence. With some of them, it's quality. With some of them, it's confidence. I still say with Bart, it's confidence. I still remember that save he made against Bristol City. And don't forget, when Bristol came at us in the first 10 minutes of the game, he did make one very decent stay, save. Yeah. They had one decent shot of Vinted. Was that tipping uh, over the bar one? It, yeah, it was, it, was at, it was at our top left-hand corner. And, he, and, he, and he, you know that was a regulation save. He can do it, but um, it just we need to get him back to where he was. He was in the Poland World Cup squad. You know, yeah. that might have had that's a small factor. There is a small pattern which has come up. Players like Luongo for Queen's Park Rangers, t- players who were away on World Cup duty, even if they didn't play, it can disrupt their rhythm because rather than having a proper postseason May, June, you're suddenly going all the way through to July. And yeah. then, you know, it's, it's a small side point. Maybe it's maybe no, no, I'm, it's, it's, maybe, it's maybe, 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 maybe I'm, I'm being too soft on them, but um, for, at the moment, we know what he's capable of. To be fair, I felt the first goal. Fair enough. He it he threw his arm up and it hit. It just it, it ricocheted off his arm. Probably and he didn't know where he. I think because he was on the lost, ground. I don't know how he ended up on the yeah. ground. I think it was a bit of pinball. He probably didn't realise his position in riffs in. Yeah, he lost. He, he lost goal, his didn't he? He lost his angles. He lost. I think yeah, he lost. Sorry, his angles. And trying um, to get that one out there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's 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 spot on. The second goal, though, the cushioned volley from Patterson from the kickoff. That was. I don't know, a more confident keeper would have just said, you know, I always believe goalkeepers should be, this is my, we come on to, when we talk about Pantillamon in a bit, this is my bloody area, I'm I'm boss of it, you will yeah. do what I say, the Schmeichel, the Schmeichel approach, just thinking, right, this is my fiefdom, my rules, everything, and Absolutely attackers right. and defenders, you do what I say. Yeah. And um, I feel, I've always felt Bart was never the most loud communicator, 
if I could say one, make one observation about him, I've often lo- I'd love him to be. But then you can't make somebody what they're not. You know, if if that's if his style is different, he's a he's a quiet leader. But um, anyway, but uh, no, well, no McCarthy I, I, figured that out, didn't he? And that's why the defense yeah. was so well drilled, and yeah. their roles were probably coached into them rather than Bart yeah. or Chambers setting the tone. Yeah. The third goal was a cruel. I mean, you can't. No, it was. It was. It was a ricochet. That it was. It was a deflection. And Diadu. I mean, bless them. Bristol. I should. I should. I should be careful with the comments I lift from forums. Bristol fans described Diadu as having a first touch like a trampoline, but yet he happened to. <laughs> he happened to be in the right place at the right time yeah. to be able to, to to be able to nod the ball in. Uh, but when, when Bristol City fell behind, you felt that they were going to come at us. When we felt behind, you just felt well, and particularly with having done it. Having, you know, having had to having been in front twice, I think it just killed us. Ben, interestingly, just sort of moving away from Bart, Ben said something interesting, and he spotted it: the switch of Elias and across, and combining them up with Lloyd Kelly. Kelly has come up before, Dave. And I like ben. him. Yeah, we saw him Dave, last season. Dave, he's been he's been on the Blue Monday radar for for at least one season. I know he's been coming up regularly as one to, as one to watch, and suddenly. You know, he was getting forward. You could argue was could Edwards have done a lot better as well. You know, it's not always just the fullback. What support are they getting? Could yeah. could he? You know, he. You know, if, if you felt that there was too much standing off, it was a bit like um, we come on and talk about Yannick Balassi for Villa against Forest, but it was a similar thing. The crosses were being, you know, they were they, we were letting them in too easily, and they spotted the weakness on that side. Bristol fans had said that Eliasson is a better Nicholas Eliasson. He's a very you, Peppery, we can allow actually on this one because he is that. Um, he does. He's he's, but very much on the left wing rather than on the right. He's he's way more dangerous going down that side. And um, and obviously they it it just it, that you know it just gave them that lift. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. we'll go through the questions. I think there's quite a lot of questions on personnel and yeah. rotation, and certainly Guion Edwards' name comes up. I think um, as does Jordan Spence, unsurprisingly. But positive Sears back in the goals there was a question I don't, I don't think it, it was tweeted in response to my my ask for questions but I think I saw this last night something to stew over and consider we might come back to at the end is um, is there a I guess we don't know the season's still still got quite a long way to go but is this another one of these games where Ipswich don't turn up when they need to and the I think the comparison was given the Bolton game in the second season of the Premier League where Bolton turned us over 4-1 and we were I think 4-0 down at half time yeah, is, yeah. is it probably the last example of a game so pivotal for our season and particularly chances of survival um, you'll notice my decoration behind me with a, a slight theme um, today um, but is it could this be one of those watershed moments where we haven't turned up and things are now taken out of our hands the but when the Bolton game with the, somebody asked that question on Twitter, which I saw that and that that four one against Bolton, Freddie Bobich wasn't it? Mm. And Heriderson was the one who was a no show that match. I always remember that. I was furious with him. Oh, Andy was, Marshall as well. Yeah, there was it was there was a couple of players who didn't turn up. I don't know. It's it to me it was as important a game as that um, because the maths now don't look great. Um, where but we'll do the come on to the maths in a minute. The it was the I. Whereas against Queen's Park Rangers and against some of the other no-shows we've had this season were complete no-shows. We This wasn't a complete no-show. We did. We were competitive for a good hour of the match. Oh, we were front for some of it, weren't we? Yeah. Exactly. We were utterly imperfect. Let's not deny that. We don't have the quality. But we were competitive. 
um, and we were, but we we just simply couldn't sustain it. So I I don't think under Lambert we've had a no show. We play with positivity. We play on the front foot. One of the crumbs of comfort I've written down was that first goal we scored was born out of Lambert's playing style. Bart, Skews, Sears, goal. Mm. Playing it on the ground, moving players, moving into position, spotting runs. Sears, uh, Skews had this phenomenal game, you know, picking out picking out Sears's run. He left Pazano for absolute dead. Pazano hadn't played for, he was back, it was his first game since August, I think. He's he's an old school Italian fullback. He's really good normally, but he was obviously very rusty and Sears managed to get a yard on him. So I wouldn't call it a no-show. I think we sh- we did play with personality, but um, the lack of quality and the lack of confidence were a combination of those two of the things. For me, anyway, I don't know. Did, feel free to disagree with that. That's, no, no, that's, that's, that's what did it for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Let's um, let's look forward, shall we? Um, or let's try to look forward. Um, <laughs> playing a team with quality and confidence, potentially. Mm. Um, we, we were having a bit of a chat in advance of... Um, tonight about what we can say about Forrest and had kind of peddled out the usual cliches about um, clean sheets and uh, Karanka ball and um, last night um, kind of threw that up a little bit didn't it it's hilarious we were we were chatting <laughs> I was saying I was saying you know the, the, I was saying to saying to Rich uh, to, to tell everyone that we um, I was saying uh, you know do you know the famous Die Hard film which I love the safe cracker I was thinking you know you know they don't, before last night Forrest had conceded one goal in five games in in the league, and that was a very dodgy Kimar Roof Maradona style handball yes. goal in the Leeds game. Other than that, they were just absolutely tight. And in their run, I think since Norwich beat them, the the, the six gate league game run that they've had, it included uh, draws at Villa, at Leeds, and at home to Stoke, and wins over Hull and Sheffield United. I think they've beaten Borough away as well. Yep, yep. So this is a team that is full of steel. And so we were thinking, oh, you know, how are we going to, you know, you know, we need, we need a safe cracker. We need the FBI. What chance have we got? Know? <laughs> what chance have we got? You know, you ask for a miracle, I give you the FBI. We were thinking this was the kind of line we were going to take. How on earth are we going to break this lot down? And then last night, while, whilst the Bristol game was going on, I was keeping an eye on the Forest Forum and watching the absolute mayhem that was going on over there. As there was suddenly, it was 2-0, then it was 2-all, and then it was 3-all, then it was 4-3, and then they had a man sent off, and then it was 5-4. And, you know, they were absolute nervous wrecks. They, you know, there are some of their comments. One of the guys said, "I'm." He said, "I'm sitting." He said, "He said I'm sitting here with a beer on the sofa, watching fo- watching Forest. I'm absolutely exhausted. You yes. know, just, <laughs> rocking back and forth. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Head, heads pounding. You know, it's you know, it's, what do you do? Do you base your analysis of Forest on that?" Or do you base it on absolutely everything that's happened before the the previous run of whatever it was six games when they when they, they have been utterly impenetrable and um, there are teams which cover which cover both to be fair and the one thing I would say about Forrest is that is the one word is steel there there's a steel in the team they're growing into the season and there's a resilience this is and this is where crank is really good and even after the madness of last night even though they conceded five goals and it was a draw they were still praising the resilience of the team to come back from being 5-4 down with the man sent off. Yep. They said, right, we're not giving up here. And they, you know, it was almost like, you know, just, they just kept, they just kept on going. They were like a, they were like a machine. Um, but that still and, runs through the side though, doesn't it? I mean, looking at the personnel, yeah. um, you've got the likes of Dawson, who's been there and done that. Um, the yeah. two sort of sitting midfielders, Colback and Jakob have got that steal as well. And grabbing, 
kind of appeared out when you needed him most to, to score a goal. I mean, the, <laughs> the fifth goal was a bit keepery. We've talked about the Villa keeper before. He's near post. Oh, yeah. But Grabbard yeah. kind of suddenly appeared out of nowhere and grabbed the goal when you need him to. And I think that's probably... That's, that's the difference between a team like Forest and probably us at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. We just don't... Yeah. They're a team of finishers. They're an absolute team <clears> of finishers. <throat> exactly. Um, or Grabbard, I should say, is, is a finisher more accurately. They are... Yeah. You know, they will get a... The, the narrative of a lot of their games is keep it incredibly tight. In that sense, you're absolutely right, Richard, that they are the opposite to us. They keep it really tight all game and then wait for one moment of quality. It might even it might be a half chance. Yeah. They get the half chance, bang, one nil, and you know that's it. They'll they'll, they'll then just keep you at arm's length. Yeah, and we're, and we're giving those half chances or even full chances up at the moment, yeah. aren't we? Even yeah. from our own corners. Um, no. But anyway, let's not. Be, um, I need to turn my negativity around. I need to be a bit positive. Um, yeah. Let's focus on Forest at least. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, am I right in thinking that Karank is pretty safe on his four-two-three-one formation? <coughs> yeah, hasn't um, changed. Two holding midfielders yeah. and an attacking quartet, discipline and shape. And the other thing worth noting again is that they talked about the fact that they actually have relatively high possession statistics, but that's not necessarily because of taking care of the ball. It's because they actually win it back very well. Right. They they don't let up opponents get into a rhythm if they can avoid it. They'll come down and they, as soon as they get the ball, they'll be bang straight into them. Stop them. You know. You know. They they press instantly almost. Um, and there was a lovely phrase one of them said. Um, this leapt off the page. He said, "We're seeing a natural progression from resolute football to resolute football with real attacking it- intent." Mm. So they've started, as I say, with that really, you know, that that sort of iron tortoise shell. You know, so I'm mixing my metaphors <laughs> gloriously here. An iron tortoise. Anyway, no, but um, they, you know, <laughs> none shall pass. Um, but now they're starting to overlay some creativity, and they're, you know, they, they've got themselves solid at the back, and now they're building a counterpunch, which will their attacking quartet. They, they had, they, they were so incisive against Aston Villa, which was an issue that had been in the previous run of games. They were only getting one or two half chances. They literally, they, you know, they sliced Villa open regularly last night it was quite you know John, John Terry would have been in the bench he'll have been having absolute kittens watching the, the ease with which they did it um, but the big thing with Forrest as I say under Karanka it's very much I mean one of them jokingly said he's the only manager who sets out to win every game nil all that was before <laughs> last that was before last night but um, they are they're growing into the season one of them said you can see the direction we're heading in where a solid team is taking shape they're turning into a real force is this thing of them this great, great Marcus Stewart comment about teams at the end of the season not being the same as at the beginning there's a team here that's really evolving and yeah. um and the, the other thing you know they've had so many flaky teams over the years under Stuart Pierce and even, even to a degree under Mark Warburton at the back there's none of that with this they are you know they're absolutely you know um solid is the word I'd use for them very hard to beat and and as you you, you alluded to it a, a side developing real personality we're to- yeah we've we've talked about the the probably the steely personnel um, mm. Presumably, the the what the big name attacking wise is Carvalho. Is is that fair? That's or fair. Yeah. The wide players as well. It's um. Let's let's look up front, and we can then <coughs> we come back to the we'll come back to the tortoise because they the the, the, the kind of the, the the back six, if I can describe them as that, with the keeper. But the the forwards are very destructive. Um, Carvalho, the, the goals come from two people. They come from Lewis Graben and um and Joe Lolly. They're the two. In terms of finishing, they're the two highest goal scorers they've got. We'll start. Let's start. To, let's start with Graben. 
and we'll work our way back. Um, the cliche, the joke they talk about him, and it's a very good one. We'll, I think you'll agree, Rich, is feed the beard. Which we, feed uh, the beard, yeah. Feed the beard. We like that. We like that. We like that on Blue Monday. Um, <laughs> Graben has won matches with. Yeah, he's the only half chance of a boring game. He's he's prolific. He's a he's a he's brilliant in the box. He doesn't score spectacular goals, but he knows where to be to hoover up any loose balls or to be at the end of balls in the box. Great foot, foot, footwork and. The key phrase with Graben, top-class reactions. Yes. He's 30, he's vastly experienced. He played for Norwich, he came from Bournemouth. He was a, one, a lot of these players came in this summer. I think six of the starting 11 joined this under Karanka. So he's properly, this is he's built his team in the summer and it's now beginning to come into focus, as it were. But so Graben is, he is a finisher. He's in this school of strikers, though, along with um, Earnshaw, Nugent, uh, Jordan Rhodes, potentially, that is... Probably really good at championship level, but just not good enough in the Premier League. Not quite good Is enough, that yes. Fair? A squad player in the top flight. Absolutely, yeah. He's caught between the two. I do totally agree with that. Um, I'm not thinking the... about his long beard, though. It's a lot more <coughs> wispier than ours, though, isn't it? It's got oh, no, it is. it's a bit of gravity. No, it's, 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 got, it's, it's got substance. It really <laughs> does. We can, we, can, we can only hope to, you know. That's, 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 that's why we're sitting here. Maybe over Christmas, basically. yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got that. You've got the, 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 the playmaker playing off him. Um, they, 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 there was a lot of hype of around the three um, Portuguese lads that they brought in over the summer. The one who was really clicked is João Carvalho. Uh, came from Benfica, and he was a permanent signing. He was Big the one money that, as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. It was a lot of money. I think it was a was it 15 million. Or something it was, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was double seven, digits, wasn't it? Millions. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, um, unplayable. Assists so many attacks. He's not big. You know, he's one of these little, little, kind of little magicians. That model of football uh, footballer. Um, yeah, he, and the, this was a slightly scary comment. They beat Hull two 0 in the game before the the mad five all draw against Villa. Um, he's he's the biggest sister. That's the right. other thing. He's the one. He's the. They say you want him to be in the position where he's the pass before the shot. And then it's a goal opportunity waiting to happen. That's what he does. He's the provider. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the, the scary phrase against Hull was um, he had a brilliant game against Hull, but I would be surprised if teams give him that much space. Right. So um, you basically excuse our child, but just have to sit on this guy and shut him down and then rely on others to do their jobs. Um, they did. One, there was one slightly amusing comment. They said he's Houdini around the penalty area, but he's more like Paul Dyles playing from their back. <laughs> You want him in a position further Magic. up. You want him in a position further up the field. Exactly. <laughs> I thought we'd work Paul Daniels into a blog, but there you go. He's, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's, um, yeah. But, but uh, he is a very, you know, he's the, he's very tricky. He's technically good. Yeah. Brilliant in tight spaces. He's the one. He's the locksmith, basically. Yeah. Um, so you've got him, and then out wide, really the the name to talk about, as he was, he caused mayhem. Um, You're worried about this guy, Billy. aren't you? We, we spoke I'm about very, before. I, he scares me, this guy, Joe Lolly. Um, Ex-Huddersfield, joined him last January. Um, he set up four of the goals. Normally, he's a left-winger, which actually really frightened me, having watched the Bristol game. I thought, dear God, not him against Jordan Spence. But... Um, in fact, most of the destruction he wrought against Villa came off the right, okay. and he scored one absolute pile driver. Oh, the fourth! It's worth the the one that took the net off. It was quite hashtag Thronka. I'm gonna love that word. Yeah, yeah, totally brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, they describe him as the best wide player they've had since Antonio. That's high oh, praise. Hey, that man. it really yeah. is. Yeah, he's not he's not a he's not athletic that way at all. But he will run at full backs. 
he'll take a man on and make something out of nothing. He's one of those players who just likes getting the ball and just committing a defender. He really does. One of them affectionately said he's got the same technique as an overexcited toddler on the beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, love, I love that image. You know, he's just, you know, he's, he's one of these, but you know, he's a natural. He just, this is the way he, you know, you can't, he's not going to, he's not going to re, rebuild his running style. It's just, it's just as a, an expression of his personality, but it really, really works. He pulls players out of position and he gets you on the edge of your seat when he runs at fullbacks. He, he, he frightens me. He really frightens me because he he's him more so i feel that skews could do a job on carvalho he's done this before he's he shot you know he, we've seen him man mark players out of games but um lolly frightens me he really really does and if you've got the rest of the team that is holding holding firm behind him yeah. he effectively has license to do whatever mm. he wants really i, I suspect there's less of yeah. an expectation of him to track back than maybe the likes of mm. edwards or sears for us is that fair? But he, no, no, he he does he does that. But he'll too. do that anyway. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> he's just, he's, no, he's, he's he's you know selfless and industrious. You know you know he's he, you know he he's he has a defensive side to his game as well. He's he's he's, he's one one of the things they picked up on is the, that Karanka has brought in players who have had promotions who have got to come up out of the league before. Lolly was one of those. You know, obviously he went up with Huddersfield, um, but. Uh, Yes, on the the other stri- other attacking players, um, they're, they're the three main people, as I say, Gravin Lolly and um, Gravin Lolly and Carvalho. Matty Cash is the other regular starter on the right wing. Um, they feel he's not a natural winger. He's he does a job because he's a very busy style of play. Um, he's not, he's still quite young. He's only twenty one, but they really feel he's actually more naturally a box to box midfielder. He's energetic. He's industrious, and he gives the illusion of being a winger. They feel they need another proper winger in there, busy. or maybe from or for maybe one of the Portuguese guys to come through. Right. Shoot, what 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 you what you reckon? Am I, Sorry, no, I was just saying. Presumably, yeah. he's got the the appearance of someone who's busy, and therefore yeah. he's the shuttler to stick out wide. And actually, he's probably yeah, as mm. they're saying, someone to yeah. Box <laughs> One thing that they did say about him was that there is a lack of confidence with him. Yes, to say, given his, he's relatively young, um, he did make one great driving run into the box for Forrest's third goal at Villa. But um, he does go down too easily when he loses the ball. Um, and has instigated contact now not necessarily in a Neymar kind of way they think it's him lacking confidence and he'll take the easy way out right. so he, he runs into problems so he's like well, I'll go down I'll try and get a free kick yeah. Teddy, Teddy Bishop did that for a little bit I remember when he was coming James through James Madison last yeah, weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly You know, rather than actually just saying to hell with the contact I'm just going to keep going um, so in that sense they feel as a winger he's one dimensional but um, but he's to say he will start um, a couple of other while we're looking at the forwards um, the other plan B they've got is Diego Gonzalez. I don't we'll see him he's very much a fringe player he's still getting to grips with the pace and physicality of the league but Gil Diaz is the other winger he regularly comes off the bench um, and he exploits spaces that open up he often replaces cash on the well they say cash on the right but yes it's given that they alternate tireless work rate he frightens players to death the only question mark around him is that he was incredibly hyped up before he came and they think he's really good without the ball, but they'd like him to see him do more with the ball. What does that mean? It means he's very <laughs> he good. Looks he's good yeah. shirt, yeah. He looks good in the shirt, Harry. He looks good in the shirt. No, he's lightning quick. He has a long range shot. He has No, he's kind of one of these oh, okay. players. Um, he frightens players. Today. He's got this kind of electric pace. And right. the, you, know, you suddenly see a player blistering through him behind a defensive line and you're kind of going, ooh, that looks really good. It's like a midfielder <laughs> who'll suddenly play a clever geometric pass. Liam Brady used to do that when he played for Ireland. I remember you'd watch him and he'd, he'd play some really clever pass and the crowd would all go, ooh, we don't know. <laughs> we, haven't a, we haven't a clue what we saw. But, it but we know good. it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> one of those. Um, but uh, he's. it could well be that ultimately Diaz will start and Cash will come off the bench. Ideally, I think Cash softens up the fullback and then Diaz comes on and <laughs> and puts on a good show. Yeah. Anyway, so Ben Osborne is another worth side mention. He's working off a calf injury, but he's 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 the left-sided player they've got. He's full, um, big heart and a huge engine, full of pressing and energy. But he's he he's one of those players who may struggle because he's versatile, um, because he can play in a holding in a, he can play in a midfield role. He can play in a full-back role, left back. He can play as a as a left oh, midfielder okay. as well. And the only other player worth mentioning, Daryl Murphy's out of the picture, is the other player who will probably come off the bench. He only joined them in November because of work permit problems. Ex Olympiakos tying in with the uh, the Forest owners. Yep. There's a guy called Karim Ansarafad. Um, Unlike he's a striker, he will re- he could replace Graben for the last twenty minutes. Different type of striker to Graben. Graben, as I say, is more of a poacher and, as I say, quicker on the box and <coughs> quicker reacting. And Sarafat is more of a technical striker. He likes the ball at his feet, dribbling, good passing skills. He's got a good work rate as well, um, and uh, he will and he will also do a lot of pressing, which can be very useful in the last twenty minutes. They do like him. He's only just joined um, this month. They've only they've only seen a few bench appearances, but um, it's a, it's one of those names. Or oh, who is he? Keep an eye out for him as well. So that's 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 the attacking. That's the attacking end of the field. Just quickly on Murphy. Um, yeah. would, would you have him back on loan? Discuss. Um, yeah. he's... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. One of them said, I've made a few notes on him. He, when Murphy's on form, he's viable, they've said. I'm not sure he could play every game. No. He could he, he could do a job for us as a bench option, or he could do, you know, not to score, but he could be, you know, if we've got Jordan Roberts up front, why not get Murphy in? Because he it's, it's exactly the type of striker that... Um, 
that Lambert would like, you know, somebody who's who's not just a target man. One interesting point they they spotted about him, which I've never thought about with Murph, is they talked about that the fact that he's actually not that slow, contrary to what people believe, because he he appears like a target man. He has ra- his rapid bursts of acceleration can catch a lot of defenders unaware. And they talked about his clever movement, and of course we know he can shoot like a rocket. That was the other thing they said. But that's actually something that made me think about Murph. He's actually. You always think about Murph as being that focal point, but he did actually vary his pace. Thinking back to that fantastic season he had with us, that he was he, you know, he had that ability to to switch pace to catch defenders off guard and yep. to make that yard of space for himself. Did he score? So, that, so the, we drew two all at Forest in that season, and Murphy scored both goals. I think the first goal, I yeah. seem to recall him running through quite a direct yeah. run, and then a. a a decent shot, so I might have yeah. a look at that because I, yeah, it's an interesting thought. That he's definitely yeah. a direct runner, and as you say, the turn of pace definitely worked in his favour to get yeah. him out of trouble or find himself a shooting position, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're full of praise for him. He's very, he's yeah, he's um, spot on. He's 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 still fit. He's still keeping himself, you know, he's, he's such a professional. He really is. They're full of praise for him even still. He's only, he hasn't played, I usually look back over the last eight games, he hasn't played in any of those. But they're saying Karanka's using him well. I think with Ansarafat coming in, Murphy will now drop out. He will mm-hmm. become plan C almost, as it were. But maybe get a run in if they, you know, when the FA Cup comes around for them. But, um, but yeah, he's he's um, no, he's physically fit. He's 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 taking good care of himself, and he's retired as well from international football. He's no longer part of the Irish squad. There's a question: Would Mick will Mick have a phone call? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, we know who his strike partner is going to be for Ireland, don't we? Mick. <laughs> good point, exactly. Oh dear, this was discussed last weekend. You know, we were thinking, oh God, he's back. You know, Stephen Hunt will be getting the phone call yeah, next week. Exactly, he will be. Yeah. <laughs> Reunion lads. Oh, Douglas in midfield. It'd be like it'd be like Harry Redknapp and Nico Cranshaw, won't it? Oh, <laughs> Fantastic player. Oh, Sorry, there God. you go. There's an impression as well. Oh, oh. thank you. Oh, so we talked about the the attacking bonk. flair. Of, of, Anyone else to mention there, or should we start looking at the uh, steel tortoise shell? <laughs> let's look at the steel tortoise shell. Let's get let's get stuck in there. Um, the interesting thing, shall we do? Let's which way shall we go? Let's look at the midfield because that's interesting, and the midfield is a definite strong area, or so we thought until Aston Villa got hold of it, and mm. Aston Villa ripped it apart. There were some comments they made. Let me just bring them up on my notes here, just to read out to people. It was um, it was quite they we the the, the prop Villa. It was a combination of um, Grealish, McGinn, and Hurahan, and basically they just overwhelmed. It's quite the three, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, but that's the type of midfield three you need to overwhelm Forest. They, they, they just, they just went, they went after them. And um, the comments they made were, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a shock to a lot of the Forest fans watching the game. They said we need to. This was first half, late first half, and Villa really had, they got a stranglehold of the game, and it was three-two. We need to bring our midfield into the game more, as Villa are walking through us. It was far too early for those three to play through us. They were slicing through us at the end of the first half, giving us. They were given getting too much time in midfield. It was scary stuff. And I think that. The reason the defence has been so strong in the games leading up to Aston Villa was because you had Jack Colback and Claudio Jacob sitting in front of them. And those two are primarily, they're sitters, they're holding midfielders. Yeah. They'll allow the fullbacks to get forward if necessary, but their job is just to, to act as a, as a first, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of the first in the vanguard of the defence almost, just to stop anything coming through. Especially Jacob, he's a yeah. 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 
um, we'll look at let, we'll do call there, there is a they also have um, Adeline Guediura who they affectionately call Pep um, funnily enough but um, <laughs> I, I have a feeling he's going to play against us um, the uh, the Algerian international but we'll, we'll let's we'll do callback first and then we'll do we'll come on to Jakob um, he's callback is he is a he is a, an out and out holding midfielder who will protect the back four and they love him because I think his positional discipline makes him perfect for Karanka's style he will he closes space down. He anticipates danger well. He's quite like actually thinking back about him when he played for us on loan. There is a touch of excuse about him. He's not flash. He doesn't really get into dangerous attacking positions. Occasionally he will drift upfield, but he's not. He, he's not an, an a dynamic player. Now we're seeing more of that from Skuse lately. I have to say, but but Colback is one of those guys. He'll see a fire and he'll scurry across and put it out. Yeah, yeah, that's very much his job. I he really liked him for us. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, consistent, and you can see that positional discipline. In that sense, you know, you often think, would he, if Mick had had callback, he would have absolutely adored him. Yeah, no question about that. Um, and Claudio Jacob, he's now <laughs> this guy's more interesting. I think um, I thought Ben will love him because he's Argentinian, um, Argentine international back in the day. He played for Racing Club, one of the great big five teams of Buenos Aires. Who, interestingly, also, and this is I've thrown this in for Ben because it'll make Ben smile, hopefully. Um, Ubaldo Fiol, the goalkeeper for who was in the 1978 World Cup winning team, also played for Racing Club. They're one of those, one of those, um, they wear the same coloured shirts as the Argentine national team, right? They're, they're up there at River Plate, Boca, there's a Independiente, I think, and um, Rosario, I think, at the five. They're the, the great, they're the, the big Avanaleda, I think, is the suburb of, of, um, of uh, Buenos Aires, where um, Racing are based. Um, proper, you know, he's you know he was successful there. He's 31. He's got lots of experience. He came from West Brom, and they can't believe West Brom let him go. Um, um, one of them compared him to Mascherano, but I don't think he has. He's quite that. <laughs> he's not as cultured, I don't think. No, no. And I could tell you, I said, a bit of insight in terms of Jakob, because I think Jakob is um, is a symbol of the Pulis era, and I think that's why West Brom uh-huh. are quite happy to let him go because. He, yeah, he has a job and he's doing it well at Forest, clearly, and they and they appreciate him for that. I think yeah. West Brom fans probably saw him as a as one of these, you know, grunty footballers that isn't going to bring a huge amount to the party in terms of attacking threat or yeah. flair. And he's got a job, which is to be a, yeah, well, is, what's his nickname? El Bastardo. There you go. It sounds <laughs> much nicer in, uh, uh, in another language than ours. It's got a nice exotic feel to it, doesn't yes. it? Yeah. Oh, no. They said about him that he brings a, and I've valorized this. I, I've softened. I, can, I can't say some of these words, but the way they did some of the, the words they used to describe his playing style. But they said he brings an Argentine skullduggery, which is three times the normal level. <laughs> um, it, it's, he's, he, you know, he's, but the other thing about him is that he, the, the turnover possession he generates is incredible. You know, he's just basically, you're just running into a brick wall with him. But he also, he, like any South American footballer, he seems to create that half yard of space for himself to be able to play the ball out. He calms things down and gives them a platform from which to attack. Now, you think about anybody who schooled him that in, because he did play a fair bit in Argentina before coming across. You know, that's that is proper streetwise football over there. Yeah. And you need to be technically good as well as having that rugged side to you. Um, the only other comment which I, is worth mentioning is one of them described him as the Roy Keane imitation I've always wanted us to have. Which uh, I don't know if he'd be quite Roy Keane, but there's elements of Keane in there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the things that he's really good at, and, and this will frustrate a lot of teams this season, is when Forrest are under pressure, he will break up the play by 
conceding really crappy fouls. Yeah. And avoid being booked as well, by the way. He's yeah. he's an art, he's got this down to an art form. And he, he yeah, he if it's needed, he'll put a yeah. shift in as a as a El Bastardo, definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. I love South American football. I love that cynical side to it. You can see you just have to respect it. Bit of a shirt pull or a bit of a Absolutely, nudge yeah. or I'll yeah. kick the ball away and when the yeah. free kick's given against us, yeah, he's yeah. The yeah. master of that. Yeah, just yeah, just uh, so the Italian word is for bitsy, isn't it? Where they try and the idea is just to unsettle your the psychology of your opponent. And yeah. in in the in in those terms it's it's totally valid. So it's something yeah. we we don't do so much here. Maybe and it will we'll work just... at championship level as well. Actually. It will. It will. It will do. The, 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 so as I say, for, I think for the more if 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 they're playing Leeds away or they're, they're up against a really strong team, it's callback and Jakob. I think the other option, as I say, Guidura is. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on against us because he he'll have more space to operate in and he's got more of an attacking dimension to his play. Um. They missed. They said they missed his passing against Hull. Hull was a very patient game, and they managed to get two goals to eventually unlock them. But but Guardiola is somebody he can drive forward, but he can also pass. Um, but he is hit and miss. Um, there's games when his touch is off and it just doesn't work. So he's not he's not perfect. He, I mean, he's, I didn't realize he's played for Wolves, Watford, and Middlesbrough. He's, so he's got a. So you know, he's I got remember, a, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I saw him against us last year. From if, if and uh, he was, um, you know, he bat, him and a callback last year with the two. In, in that midfield and it definitely he definitely balances the team in the way you know a lot of three-man midfielders now you have the out now playmaker you have the sitter and you have the kind of deep line playmaker who can like the um what's his name um for preston um oh, ben pearson ben, uh, no it's um is it it's Brown? Uh, it's Bra- no it's not it's not it's, oh. it's uh is it robinson it is robinson's the winger isn't he no it's not no it's um He's <laughs> getting his notes. This one, we've got to find this out now. You're all screaming at everybody listening to the podcast will be shouting the Pearson, name down the shout, shouting the name. Nice. No, it's nice. Daniel Daniel Johnson. Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Yes. Sorry. We'll keep that you, in. You, I was going to edit that keep... one out, but I think everyone likes <laughs> to see that we're human after yeah. all. No. Ah. Anyway. No. But but it's it's that type. He's that type of player. I think so. He can pick a pass from deep. He can also bring play forward. So. That ten yards up the field thing, um, Guardiola has that in him. He can turn a defence from attack into deep midfield. And when teams are sitting back a bit more, you want them running forward with the ball. And interestingly, they haven't said much in their pre-match discussions about Saturday's game. But the one thing, the one thing that has come up regularly is put Guardiola in because he might be able to take the game to a switch a bit more. Yeah. Particularly as we don't, they were saying, particularly as we don't have a lot ourselves going forward. Oh, so that's not in the uh, midfield three, is it? No, no. So therefore, the that the, there's some that. The, there's a feeling that that's what they, they could get, they could get some value out of that. A couple of we always like a where are they now, um, and players who we we all know and whatever they disappear to. The two players who've kind of who have with with um, uh, Jakob and Guardiola kind of really taking hold, particularly Jakob and um, Ben Watson has Ben de- Watson has, yeah has drifted out. The guy who scored the World Cup or the ginger midfielder. Cup, the, the, the wicked FA... winner in the FA Cup final, yeah. The wicked winner of the FA Cup final, not the World Cup, the FA Cup I thought final. he'd retired. There you go. That's a... No, he's he's a solid player, but he's... yeah. The, the, and this sums up the difference between what um, Karanka inherited and what he now has. They talked about Watson not being able to follow the speed of transition or creativity quickly enough required by Karanka's style of play. So he's a good, calm player, but he lacks that... He just lacks that extra tempo to his game in midfield that Karanka won. So if you win the ball, Jakob or Guardiola will 
be up yeah, the field so quicker. Yeah. Watson might need a touch. He might need a couple of extra seconds. And the other player, Liam Britcutt, is the other one who has been in and out of the he's team. He's been around a while, hasn't he? He has been around a while, but again, he's um, he's very much a fringe player. So that's that's the midfield three, and um, which takes us on to the back. And they're actually thin, thin on numbers. I was going to say, there's nothing there that's... I'm not looking at a huge amount of threats coming from the fullbacks. Um, mm. Byram is a name that I know ex West yeah. Ham, I think. Yeah. Um, centre backs are solid. Yeah. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say they're well. You tell us about Heffley, I think. We'll come on to yeah. Let's do let's yeah, let's let let's start at the keeper and we work our way out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because one of the things again is to say, Rich and I were trying to work out who, where's the weakness, where where's the kryptonite, what can we get at, and that we were struggling. And then I got on to Costal Pantilamon, and the guy's is he six foot eight? He's an absolute He's l- very lanky. Yeah. And, but he he can't dominate his area or take control of situations. He's a dodgy keeper, isn't he? Yeah, he has is. Been and for, he, ages. for Villa's second goal, he badly spilled the shot. There was a shot that came in from outside the box. He spilled it, and Tammy Abraham was there. Bang! And that got them there. Set that got that brought it back to two all. Um, he was the phrase staying on your line when there's an aerial an aerial bombardment doesn't help your defence. He just tried to get attacks going with his quick quick description uh, distribution, but he lacks the quality, and they miss good chances on the counter. Romania international played for Watford. And he was on loan from Forest from January. I think he came in then. But for he's such a huge, wasn't he? he was Sunderland before yeah. that. That's right. But he's he's not confident enough to, to 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 control things. He's another. You know, he seems to be a bit of a gentle giant. And when you look at the sheer scale of the guy, you think, my God, you know, he's you know he's he should be absolutely able to dominate that box, but he doesn't. But he has got two decent defenders in front of him now. Figueredo, one quick comment on him: he's he's suspended. Obviously, he got the red card. One of the things they said about him that it was that he struggles against physical strikers. And to overcompensate, he dives in. Well, there you go. It's exactly what happened, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It in a really, uh, yeah. you know, really random place in the field as well, wasn't it? Yeah, he was over near the touchline. It was a fascinating one in the Villa game that he, you know, it, he's not a malicious defender, but just to, it's almost this this weakness he, that he feels he needs to do something about, and therefore, if he gets flustered or if he, if his, again, so much of it. Who was it was saying it was it, it was Ancelotti said so much defending is actually in the mind. It's not. We talked about that the other week, and that's a classic example of that actually of a defender who can be unsettled for a reason and therefore overcompensate and make a mistake. So, but he's out of the game. Um, but the the real, I mean, the the. the the focal point at the back is is Dawson, Michael mm. Dawson. Um, he's 35 now, and in a way, they said with the protection that he was getting from the two midfielders. Funnily enough, when Villa were able to break through the midfielders, Dawson was then more exposed. Um, against weaker teams, the style suits perfectly because the midfielder are protecting him, and all his work is dealt with is about dealing with crosses, and that's what he's brilliant at. And the other thing about him is again with that bit of protection, it's almost a bit like a quarterback in American football. He's then able to pass the ball if he's given time. He can actually hit some really good long diagonal passes. Oh, okay, maybe I'm mm-hmm. right at him then. Yeah, it's um. So I think at Hull he wasn't that the whole team last year. He was um. They, you know, they were they were a bit of a mess. He wasn't given the protection, but in the right team, he's um, he's able to his weaknesses, his his strengths suddenly come to the fore. Mm. So the leadership qualities as well. Watson, I think, is the team captain, but obviously Watson's out of the picture now. So I think Dawson is the one. I'm not sure he's got the armband. I think it's called back, but Dawson is one they definitely look to for leadership at the back. Um, so he's, as I say, he's he's great strength. And then we come on to the Hef, Michael <laughs> Hefele. This guy's an absolute cult hero in Huddersfield. They adore him. He played for Dynamo Dresden before coming across. He was one of um, Wagner's signings. Um, 
at, at Huddersfield, a proper warrior who will deal effectively with long balls and direct counterattacks. I love this. He has he, he has a chin to chin with an opponent in every game. Nothing nasty, <laughs> but he won't take any mess. Jordan Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> you just got that chin. Get it sharpened up there because you're going to need it. I never thought I'd say that, but um, he's a, a natural leader. He does put opponents off his game, off their game. No, they adore him. He really cares about his teammates. He's one of these players. Often you talk about football in a way as being theatre, and he's an absolute actor when he's on the field. Um, and one of the things, Forest fans haven't said it so much, but um, he's one of those players, Huddersfield fans used to say this about him, he would do a, a, a sort of a, it was a Richard Keogh like, give me the, right, I've got the ball, right lads, I'm off, I'll see you later. Hold my beer. Just, Hold my beer, <laughs> uh, here, here are the keys, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And he'd literally hair off up the field with the ball and it was just, it was one of those things in a dull game but the whole ground would suddenly be 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 enervated from this absolute kamikaze center back <laughs> but um but he's a, but like dawson he's a proper he's more of a physical player i think figueredo was more had a bit more technical technical ability to him hefele is a more kind of um you know he's a, he, as i say the word warrior is probably a proper warrior is about right to sum him up so you've got they'll have, definitely him and dawson will be at the back i think um another two full backs um <clears throat> we'll talk um right right back dariqua will come in okay or he'll start he's been regular for them he played for burnley actually um uh, he, he, had a, he had a spell at Burnley who came to them from, from Chesterfield he has blossomed this season they really like him I think Karanka has brought another side of his play out um, he's always had the physicality but he's now getting his positioning better his decision making is better he's developed into an attack he's developed an attacking threat some of his crosses are dangerous sometimes when he brings the ball out he can be a bit in other ways sometimes Luke Chambers can play the odd kind of careless pass you can see what he's trying yeah. to do it doesn't work I think Jarekwa's passing is probably not brilliant but you know, getting up the field, using his athleticism, a bit like the Wolves strikers. I know Ben laughed when we mentioned Sacco and Dicko for Wolves last week. He sort of brought out his, uh, his, his sort of his, his sort of schoolboy's humour. But uh, totally right. Uh, but uh, they, Derek uh, was in that model of athletic up and down fullback if he can if he can get forward you know athletic wide player um and he has blossomed this year so he's adding an attacking dimension on or is it left back jack robinson um this is the guy who played for liverpool and more notably you might remember him from queen's park rangers no it's not a name that i Okay, no, he's one of these players who's been coming through. He's 25 years old. He's he's been he's he, he was when he was at Liverpool, he was a bit of a name, but n- n- never n- never came to anything there. Um, he's bring he's another athletic fullback. He brings height and physicality to the position. He possesses an aerial threat at set pieces. Um, and he's a proper left back. That's what he does. He's a plug in and play kind of defender. They, he can't. He, they they were talking maybe about him switching into centre back, left centre back with um, Figueredo out. But people were saying no, leave him where he is. Um, his positioning is good. He gets stuck in and always tries just to use the ball instead of lumping it. So he's probably more of a footballing def- um, full back than Dariqua. However, yeah, oh yeah, just just what it says on the tin type of player. However, he was given an absolute torrid time by Balassi against Aston Villa. He dived in to concede the penalty, which brought it back to three all. Oh, okay, before. that was him. Okay. That was him, yeah. He it was an absolute it was one of those games he just will he'd be dreaming about Balassi for the next couple of weeks. He'll be dreading the when they come up against each other again. It was they and to, to be fair, I think playing against weaker teams with the holding midfielders in front of them and then with them taking the game onto opponents, he seems to have been able to handle it. But for some reason it could have been just a bad night, I don't know. But that's so that's if again if we're looking for a possible chink somewhere in their defences. 
Possibly, possibly Jack Robinson. Yeah. So, so that's the team, as I say. Pantillamon, um in goal. You'll have Dariqua, Dawson, Hefele, Robinson across. Two out of callback, um, Jakob and Guedjura. Probably Guedjura and probably callback. I don't know um, how they'll play that. Then Carvalho in the middle. You'll have Lolly and Cash playing with Graben up front in a 4-2-3-1 it's um and we will have our work cut out i can tell you <laughs> well <laughs> we think in our easy uh, well pantalavon and goal i think we've, mm. we've started haven't we we should just be yeah. shooting from all over the place just get the ball to freddie and just clear us clear clear a rook clear a clear an alley for him to be able to get it just to have a crack at goal and see what see what we can get yeah well harry mm. that was brilliant thank you so much for that really good stuff um mm. i don't feel a huge <laughs> amount better about the fixture uh, but at least I know what, what, where the threats are coming from. At least we know what we're up against, yeah. Shall we yeah. do some questions? And, and we'll try and do some crumbs of comfort as well mm-hmm. as we go along. Um, a lot of these will be about last night, um, but we'll try to fit them into the context of Saturday as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Where to start? Um, how do we... Uh, from Tig or... Yeah, Tiger Regan... Um, how do we reprogram our defenders to stop booting the ball away? Before Bart's Haller, the first goal came from an aimless <coughs> Nudson clearance. If we pass it, the goal doesn't come. Mm. I mean, that's unfortunately, that's in the makeup of some of these players, really, isn't it? Yeah. And teams, I mean, West Brom definitely in the first half, they spotted that that was what we were trying to do and they deliberately, their, their attacking quartet, were deliberately shutting us down to, to, to try and, you know, they were trying to press us in our third because they could see that we weren't naturally confident with it. I think we've just got to stick with doing it. Because, it, as I say, it did work for the first goal. Playing it out from the back definitely worked for the first goal against um, Bristol City. As I say, the way Excuse was able to get it onto Sears. And uh, they didn't lay a glove on us, Bristol, for that one. But um, I think it's just going to be practice. Yeah. I can't think... You know, it's just... We've, we've, we can't go chopping and changing we don't as Lambert himself said we don't have the physicality up front or anywhere really to be able to you know to be able to uh, to have an, an, a big out ball as it were and the danger is if you play it upfield it's going to come back at you twice as quickly yeah mm. Uh, mm. And, and Tim kind of yeah he's right when he talks about um, crumbs um, talks about the midfield dropping to collect the ball from the defenders yeah. and linking that better um, yeah. you've, you've talked about Scoose who was, who was <coughs> good last yeah. night um, yeah Tim asks um, about Pennington, actually. He's been really solid, generally, but um, he thought that Pennington was maybe looking panicked by the end. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah. Um, good question. Um, he, he, there were a couple of moments, all right, when he he didn't seem to be as confident as he was earlier in the game, but but it, it was, in the wider scheme of things, it wasn't anything I'd necessarily worry about. Um, I think everyone's he, heads are gone, yeah, hadn't they, at that yeah, point? Yeah, and I think he, there was the error as well he made again. I, I just don't like dwelling on the errors, because there was the error for the one of the West Brom goals as well, when, was it for the first goal, when... Um, uh, oh, Rodriguez got in in front of him, if, I, if, if my memory serves me right. It's... Uh, fundamentally, he's been solid, but I think he was. It could have been a confidence thing again that just losing a percentage when it went to three-two down. Um, I'm, tr- I'm still trying to work out with that third goal. Was it Chambers was the for um, Diadu? Was it Chambers who was who'd fallen? He was one of our defenders was kneeling. I thought it was Ch- yeah Chambers. It was Chambers and Pennington. Then was was Might left. Be was, and Pennington was in no man's land. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. 
It was just, it was just, it was, it happened so quickly. You know, I, I, to be honest, and I would, I wouldn't be hard on. But I think again, it, with with when you take that, the, the experienced players of you know Sears, um, Chambers, Skews out of the equation, the others will be vulnerable. I think they will ebb and flow, in terms of being up and down. They don't have yeah. the experience to fall back on, and yeah, Pennington could fall could fall into that into that cluster of players who will, you know, who you know, the, the, it's like letting the air out of a tire when the goal goes in. Whereas those three, I think, have got the they've got the they've got more resilience about them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Crumbs of comfort. Um, our friend Amy, Tracks Girl Amy Eight. Um, we have a dodgy keeper. This is a quote. Our defender <laughs> got sent off, so he'll yeah. be missing Saturday. Yeah. Um, quote from my friend who is a Forest fan. She is expecting us to beat them. Um, yeah. I explain we can't score goals. There are some Forest fans who think that this is the kind of game that they might stuff up. Right? Have we mentioned that yet? Did yeah, they are. Earlier? There's two schools of thought. One, one of which is, oh, we can take it easy and we can rotate. And then when people have been saying that on the forest forums, thinking, oh, Ipswich, one of them said, Ipswich are so hopelessly bad that it worries me. It would be just like us to screw this up. Which, is, God, that's it's hard, it's soul destroying when you read this. Um, We're that but, team. <laughs> yeah, we are that team. We are exactly. Um, I just hope we don't take them lightly. Um, they are. Others are saying, let's not mess around here. Let's not go overboard with the rotation. Leave the team as it was. They're expecting us to park the bus just to sit, you know, and just to try and keep them out. I don't think we can do that. This came no. up as well. This came up before the West Brom game, I think. Was um, we, Ben and I were chatting and thinking, if we sit back, we lose 2 0. Yeah. A la Middlesbrough. At least, yeah. Yeah, we can't. We've, we've got to keep playing our natural game, even if it means we get, you know, because in the second half against West Brom, we, you know, we we bloodied their nose. We absolutely took a chunk of them with us, and I think mm. that's if we're going to go down. I think we've got to go down, leaving a load of nosebleeds behind us. If it comes to that, just you know, just just take to take bites out of people as and when we as and as and when we can. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, mm. More crumbs. Um, Mrs. Nuts. Um, conceding five goals is pretty bad. Um, for Forest. Uh, does that give mm. her a sliver of hope for Saturday? <laughs> Hashtag clutching. Mm. Yeah, Grealish. Uh, well, look, we won't talk about the other side yeah. of the scoreline, Mr. Yeah, Nuts. Yeah, no. Grealish, McGinn, Hurahan, Abraham. Abraham Balassi. <laughs> no, no, the, 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 yeah, exactly. The, the Villa. Sorry, I was just listening. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. The Villa strike force just may have had something to do with that five. Um, <laughs> it's the yeah. I think it might. It'll be the. It'll be the. If we do get a goal. We've got to treat it like Gollum treats the ring in Lord of the Rings, basically. We've got to ch- treat it like a precious and cherish it because it's one of those games where it's a bit like if you play Borough, you get a, you go 1-0 up, you guard that goal with your life because you won't get another one. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. Our friend Mullet, um, are there three teams above us who have enough dysfunction or potential to have been overperforming to save yeah. us? Who will drop enough points <coughs> before we pick up at all? Yeah, this 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 is a brilliant question because I I was thinking to say it was a brilliant question. I was on the same wavelength as Mullet on this. I was looking doing the maths after the defeat. We to to Bristol. We're nine points off sixth bottom Rotherham. If I've got my if I if I've read this right, and there are four teams sitting on seventeen, and we need three of those four to have a serious dip in form over the next month to give us any hope of staying up. And my, my logic was that if we could stay within five to six points of the fourth bottom team on New, by New Year's Eve, we would be in with a shout. With that defeat against Bristol, it's now looking nearer eight to ten points. We could end up being behind because with those four teams, one of them is going to have a, one of them will struggle. Two of them you're never sure about and one will probably pull away. I don't know who they are. You know, just just looking at it statistically, um, 
so we'll, let's see what transpires. It, the, the wind was important because it would have given us enough proximity to that little core of seven, that, four, that group of four teams. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that that that's how I see it. Just looking at the maths of it, um, we'll see what transpires. The other fear I have is that if we do get caught properly adrift, will that have an impact on who we can sign in January? Not be, God, I'm sorry, but that's a question you have to ask. Yeah, um, there, and there are people asking that question on here, so I think that's yeah, mm. it's definitely a factor, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think the other thing we're praying for is that someone, the dysfunction point, someone goes into administration. But even then, that might not be enough for us. Um, <laughs> Wayne Joshua asks um, surely Kenlock and Emmanuel have to come back in January um, they won't cost a fee they can stop across they offer more in his opinion than Nudson and um, Danassin going forward yes they'll make mistakes but they are a future um, I'd also like to see Skews holding with Bish and Dizelle in there um, mm. thoughts so um, thoughts on Kenlock and Emmanuel quickly um I don't know enough. I haven't seen enough of Emmanuel to see how he's playing. Um, I don't know what's in their contracts, whether they can come back or not. Um, it comes back to the balance of the team. Um, whether you could bring, the, whether they have enough experience, because uh, I do think we need, we do need another. I'd, I'd look for an experienced right back. I have to say, mm. and depending on what happens with Jonas, Ken Lock, I've always liked. I've always felt he's he's probably got more of a wing back side to him, but. Um, it's a question of just looking at the balance of experience in that team. I think we need more experienced championship players. Myself, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's have a look. Um, any thought on bringing in Bishop and Dizel for a start? Um, I, As, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I don't think it was a great game for Downs or Chalaba last night. No, no, I'd, no, I'd agree with that. They, though the goals didn't come down through the centre. Whether they could have got over and helped out, but um, in terms of from an attacking point of view, did they impose themselves on the game enough? Particularly, it goes back to the earlier confidence point. Did they have enough in them to be able to go forward? I, I think we need a few experienced warriors, to be honest. I really do. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. Harry Butch is being positive, our friend Harry. Um, how bloody good is it to see Sears scoring? That's great. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. He's his his form. That's the that's one of the I've written down my little crumbs of comfort list. Crumbs of comfort list, and that's one of them. We have a chance of scoring now. I mean, okay, we're up against, you know, we're we're we're, we're going up against the north face of the Iger on Saturday with with Karanka's defence. But with Sears in there, it just gives it does give us a count. It does give us a counter punch, which is fantastic. And he is in fant- he's, He has shown proper leadership. He really has, particularly given how long he was out of the picture. He was our fourth choice striker for last season you know we could get the odd look in and he was brilliant looking back to our playoff season he was fantastic mm. yeah yep. brilliant um andy grimes i think um andy we covered your question i think at the start i was looking for it couldn't find it um but i'll read it out anyway because it is important um can any of you remember can either of us remember a worse result than bristol city given the context um mm-hmm. i've seen worse performances but this result feels pretty seismic in terms yeah. of the history slash future of the club um, I think we've probably talked about that, but any thoughts, any more thoughts on that one? No, I do, no, no the Bolton one leapt out of, into my head straight away. It absolutely yeah. just leapt in. Yeah, that was that was the one. I found it, I was looking it up actually after I thought of it and I just I saw Kevin Beattie talking about, poor bless him, uh, Lord be good to him, talking about the, you know, the lack of character there was in the team that day and the way players didn't step up. I think to be fair last night, or yeah, it was last night, we can say, we're recording this on a Thursday, Bristol City, um, against Bristol City, we didn't, it wasn't a lack of character. I think it was a lack of confidence and a lack of quality that did for us. Um, yeah. But uh, but the Bolton game is the, yeah, in terms of a game with so much riding on it, in, in the sense of a threat, yeah. yeah. I guess inherent in Andy's question is 
the the seismic nature is being um, third tier for the first time in uh, in sixty odd years or whatever. I think that's a realization that's starting to dawn on people as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, as I've written down here, if we do go down, it won't be on Lambert and it won't be on the players. It will it'll be. It, it'll be on the owner. But we'll come back to that another time. Owners relegate mm. clubs, as you often say. Um, yeah. And Adam Williams. Um, why are a group of professional footballers so repeatedly incapable of taking a decent corner or free <laughs> kick? Do they not work on finding the best takers of these <laughs> in training? Um, mm. Flynn Downs was taking okay corners against Preston, I seem to recall. But yeah, what do we, what do we do during the week? Set piece wise, practice. <laughs> I don't know what else you practice, can say. Practice, practice, practice. I don't know. Again, it could. The problem could be. I mean, to be fair, Hurst even had this problem because we, there isn't a huge physicality about the team. I mean, under Mick, you had you know you'd see Christoph Berra lumbering up the field, and you knew there was going to be a bit. Of, you know, you could just launch it in there and see what would happen. I I remember even under Hurst, we didn't. You know, when you'd put the ball in for a corner kick, it, it would inevitably come back out again because we didn't have any any brutes in there. So therefore, you've got to come up with something something a bit different, mm. or 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 just play short corners but but you you get worked out so quickly in the championship i don't i don't know the answer on that it's not as simple as just launching it into the box because i just don't think we have enough it's not just that you need one focal point in there you need you need about three or four yeah and, you need um, disruption as well don't you to yeah, make space yeah. for other people yeah, yeah. and our short corners are poor as well isn't it uh, yeah yeah um, yeah. We don't know, Adam, is the uh, short answer yeah. of that one. A yeah. couple more um, crumbs of comfort, then a couple more questions. Um, <coughs> James Galt, my fellow Warwickshire alumni, gives the crumb of comfort that Coventry away is on our doorstep. Um, that yeah. is if they don't leapfrog us <laughs> on our way down. Um, it's a dark thought. You do find yourself. I was thinking, okay, this, thinking the West Country. Well, there's Bristol Rovers, and you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, Mike Mullet's a great friend of mine. I don't know if in the north, in the northwest, it's it's still November. Let's not go there yet. <laughs> let's not go there yet. But you do keeping an eye. And no, let's not go there. Oh, sorry. I'll go there once more, and then I'll okay. And that'll be it. Um, Simeon Pickup from uh, the Reading, um, the Talhurst podcast. Um, Simeon says, "Crumb of comfort. You probably get to play us next season." Winky smiley face. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Peckham Blue. This is a really interesting one. I got involved in a bit of a debate about this earlier. Um, are we, as Ipswich fans, being punished for the sins we committed in our previous lives? And I don't know if it's in this thread or if it was another conversation I was having, but someone posted the um, the video from Norwich Away when Evans's takeover had been confirmed and we're flashing money. Yeah. And I singing that. the uh, "We're effing loaded" chant. It seems yeah. to me that everything since Karma. that moment. Um, mm. Any thoughts on that one, Harry? Karma. I don't know. You do. You do. It's it's the irrationality. It's like the superstitions we have before games. You do find yourself thinking, was there something I haven't done? You know. I mean, we just follow our football team. We love them, and you care about your friend. You know, the community. You know, you love the people in your world, the other fellow town fans. And but you find yourself thinking, was there something I could have done? Objectively. <laughs> objectively yes. no but uh, you can't stop thinking about it you're thinking oh god like, you know maybe if I'd gone to Burton away last season that might have made all the difference yeah well okay. I, I so I, I started um, work, when I was a student I had a third year placement a year in industry it was the mm. season when Ipswich and we got to the playoffs one of the seasons <coughs> when we lost to West Ham in the playoffs I think yeah. it might be the first one and I bought an Ipswich Town tie to wear at work and I said to myself I'll wear this tie when we 
win the playoffs and I never got to wear it and to me that's my albatross or that is my uh, I think it's my tie maybe I'll burn it I'll have a ceremony of burial or burning <laughs> of this tie that mm. appears to it yeah but um, that's fantastic yeah one of those things I think peck and blue I think um, mm. things happen in cycles don't they um, uh. Uh, Beanie at the Ipswich Bean, at what point does Evans start planning for the now, for the now, in his opinion, inevitable drop, or will he stay oblivious to it? Are we thinking it's a little bit early to say it's inevitable? It's, it's looking more likely, isn't it? It ties in with Mullet's question earlier. Actually, uh, you know, I've written down. We must assume, in terms of January, because we still, we've got to think about, you know, the transfer window slams open. It never slams open, does it? Um, it slams open. Doesn't it fling in, open? It flings open, yes, in, um, in what? In about four and a half weeks' time. So we must assume that we're going to stay up in terms of what we planned for. But it would be interesting, as I say, to see if... Do we start thinking about the League One squad? Mm. Do we start thinking about... You know, rebuilding championships. What it's you know, you know, we're going to flush Evans out in this January window. We are probably going to flush him out to say, right, okay, are you going to put the resources in place to make us competitive in this league, or are you not? Yeah. It's it's binary. It really is. And I, it, this is this moment of truth to me. And uh, you is. know, it's, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, big moment. Mm -hmm. um, one yeah. more question. Um, uh, James Beeling thinks it, um, it's time for us to start praying to the football gods for some divine intervention. That ties mm -hmm. into the question. Um, one on personnel um, from Condor. Um, mm -hmm. Can Spence be replaced? I like to see. He wants to see Trev Chalaba right back. And a real ball player in midfield, Scoose, Downs, and Trevor are all the same. Um, thoughts on right back and whether Spence. Um, ben wasn't particularly good on uh, hot on Spence last night. Joe, I think our friend Joe Fairs was a little bit more sympathetic. Um, mm. But I think the two names that I keep seeing are Chalibur and Spence. So a variation of Condor's question. Any thoughts on whether they might be switched out on Saturday? And if so, by who? By who? Or for who? Yeah, that's the, that, that's the. To be fair, Chalaba didn't. He didn't impose his personality on the. On the, we talked about this a few minutes ago. He didn't impose his personality on the Bristol game, um, in the way you would have hoped for. The way Skews did, for example. You want, you know, he. It seemed the game seemed to pass him by a little bit. The so. Are you, it's a question you could argue is it you know but but look at look at who we're playing yeah. <laughs> look at who we're playing on saturday you can't you'd be looking that short well, well he's short for that it doesn't matter yeah. well <laughs> do you put the, do you put the cell in do you put you know you know bishop in give us some more creativity but look who you're up against again yeah. you know you need you know you're going to have possibly quite euro bombing forward you're going to have skews tied up with carvalho so therefore you know you've got to maybe Put put Chalaba in and just give him a, a defensive role. I don't know. Possibly Eden could come in. I don't know. Mm. But um, but he hasn't played for ages. So dropping him in at the City Ground on Saturday well, would be, yeah. you know, that would be, that, well. that would be that would be on. That's you know, is that fair on them? You you know, my instinct is that Lambert it goes back to the old covalent bonds thing. Keeping the team the same means you're building a pattern. You're building relationships. You're building understanding because they've now that group of players have now played six hours on the field together yeah. so they're now getting a sense of who and where everyone is yeah spence he is vulnerable he is he is being targeted but you know i i i this came up in the flagship show i i think Donassian can do that role i think mm -hmm. he's a good right back but you know so when when lambert said no i kind of went oh what have i got what am i missing but yeah. but would, would you put Donassian in 
against Joe Lolly is the question. Um, it's it's you know we it's it, there are haves and have nots in this league, and we're about to come slap bang into two halves. Mm. Mm. We shall see what happens on Saturday. Yeah. I think Sorry, I certainly it, buy into your keeping things yeah. consistent to build those partnerships it, and understanding. If in doubt, I think that's what you've got to do. I yeah. wish. You know, you say, "Oh, yeah, ideally, you take him out and put somebody in." But you know, is it? You've got it's risk and opportunity, and you just think the risk is, you know, is is it a greater risk leaving Spence in, or changing something and and putting someone else in to replace them? And on balance, I just I would probably leave it as it is and just let them work, just keep working together and look at what support you can give Spence. Probably would be the thing. See if there's a if yeah. if Caliber can get across to cover, make sure Edwards gets back and you know just gives him you know just gives him some protection. Yeah, mm. really sensible thought there, Harry. Yeah, really, I yeah. endorse that. Mm. It's been a little bit of a glass half empty question and answer. Let's try and end on a positive. Your moment of the week. Right. Take us to uh, Ireland. I would do this. I love this. I I grew up in South County Dublin, and um, there's a there's a small village. The next village up from where I grew is grew up is called Ballybrack. Some of you will know where this is going straight away. Ballybrack have a football team which plays in the Leinster Senior League, and it was a it's a gentle moment of non Ipswich Town mirth to finish the show. Um, this Irish Times story popped up on Wednesday. The Leinster Senior League will meet on Thursday to decide what punishment will be handed to Ballybrack after the club falsely reported the death of one of its players in order to have an away game in Arklow called off at the weekend. Now, Arklow's not that bad a place, really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, you know, you, you, I'm sure they could have gone. Um, it feels like a punchline to how bad is it? Uh, exactly. <laughs> and you haven't seen Ballybrack. Um, and the precise whereabouts of Fernando Lafuente were unknown when the story broke, but it can now be confirmed that he's alive and well in Galway, having moved there in September. He previously lived in Dublin and during that time lined out for Ballybrack. With the Spaniard gone and the team apparently in need of a postponement, someone decided the thing to do was to tell the league that he was dead, the victim of a traffic accident on the way home from training last Thursday. And uh, enter the Leinster Senior League. We get called from clubs saying that someone connected with the club has died and they need a game called off all the time. And there's never any hassle about it, said the secretary. But things started to unravel when we followed it up on Monday to see if we could get in touch with the lad's family and see if there was anything we could do. Um, Ballybrack said the body was already back in Spain, which didn't really add up. It was a shocking thing to do to get a game of football called off, the spokesman continued. We had a minute silence at all the other games, and the players <laughs> wore black armbands. You had to, you had to have something wrong with you to do something like that. Oh man! Oh dear! So anyway, it goes on. Uh, the, the, the final, the final point. After the news broke, the Ballybrack club secretary resigned by text. But that's as much direct contact as they've had. And then the, the league spokesman said, "We'll meet on Thursday. One of the first things we have to do is figure out what rules they broke. We've never had anything like this before." So there you go. Um, it's a, it's just you know everything is desperate. You know we were discussing beforehand. Maybe could we pretend that there's a town player that you know who can yeah, we kill? Who should who we nominate? Who can we nominate? We pretend to pretend to kill off. It was brilliant. Oh, but my sister, I, I, I was talking to my family about it back in Ireland. They were the Dublin Dubliners are running with this. There's, there's all sorts of versions of Abba's song Fernando coming out now as a, tri- <laughs> as a tribute to the the poor undead footballer. Yes, R.I.P. Oh, <laughs> Great man. stuff. Thank you for that, Harry. Yeah, that's a good way to end. Yeah, answers on a tweet who should be put forward for uh, yeah, being anonymous yeah. for a week. But we have, we'll uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Maybe we'll wish we'd, yeah. we'd have tried to pull that one in 2018 in the year yeah. in the world of internet. And uh, yeah, never mind. Eh? 
Uh, do you want to quickly do your plugs, Harry? Your blog. Yes, yeah. Um, 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 blog goes up. Um, yeah, the full um, preview goes up on TWTD tomorrow lunchtime um, with all the formations and the videos. The video of the Aston Villa game will be the link to it will be do, up there. Aston Villa do a lovely oh, highlight. Do yourself video. a favour and watch it's, it. It's, it's got full commentary and everything. Right. It's a, it's a joy to watch. Um, and, uh, but that'll be up at lunchtime on TWTD, and I will link it as ever at Harry from Bath on Twitter. You'll be able to find it there. Fantastic. Thank you, Harry. Um, you can follow me at IpsRich um, and our channel at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, Harry, thank you again for all your hard work on Forest. That was really good. Um, and a really good chat um, at this time when stuff is tough. It's always good to have a natter and a bit of a laugh and a giggle. So thank you for that story as well. And we'll be back next week to yeah. talk. Well, hopefully. Well, I'm not going to say hopefully anymore. Forest and um, next week's Fred Stoke as well. Indeed. Have a great weekend, everyone. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.